Hey, Jill. You know them old sugar daddy. They be tricking, they tell them girls. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Inscripted on the Podzilla 1985 Network, Daddy! I'm sorry. I want to apologize. You should be. My my name, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my name is Shannon Young, and uh, I will be your host tonight. With me, of course, we have, uh, you know, CCW superstar, Mr. 100, Shannon Young. With me, of course, we have the original host of Pro Wrestling Inscripted, the host of the Inquest, uh, former... GM and first GM of Cape Championship Wrestling, and you can see him in his off-Broadway play written by the great Brianna Bright called, uh, at uh, what is it, At the Door? At the Door. Yes. yes. Double H. I thought for sure you were going <laughs> to, I think technically it's like off-off-off-Broadway. Off-off-off-off-Broadway. Like you got to add multiple offs the further it gets away. Right, and... yeah. Yeah, I know. That was that was fun. We did that this weekend. More episodes coming soon. I don't know when the podcast is coming out. I've got the video. I'm just going to put it on YouTube like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then go watch it. You were in there. What are they going to do? Sue you? Uh, what are so you do? have it. I, I don't even remember when the last time we did PW. It may have been last week. I don't know. Two weeks ago. Two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Okay. Last we, week was your, was your birthday. It was my birthday on Wednesday. And this week mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the changes that Triple H has made to, to wrestling already, what we can look forward to going forward. Uh, there's a couple things we're going to talk about here and there. But before we do that, as we do every – actually, hold on. Before we even do that, I have a special announcement to make. Tonight we're debuting an all-new segment because <laughs> we're trying to – we're trying to keep this to 30 oh minutes. God. We never do. So we're introducing, we're introducing the shot clock, ladies and gentlemen. Every five minutes, I will take a shot of whiskey uh, as long as the show goes. So if we keep it at 30 minutes, that's only probably around five shots. If it goes longer, I will see what happens. Nobody knows. Now, if he can manage, I'm going to switch this to tequila, too. And you know how that goes. One tequila, two tequila, <laughs> three tequila, floor. Yeah, let the, uh, let the so. bodies hit him. So we are starting the shot clock now five minutes on the clock all right so uh as we do every week when we start the show hunter unlike our friends dalton and asa over there on the nerdiest part of the ring fantastic yes pro wrestling podcast where they start off every show with the power of positivity putting something out in the world that is pleasant we take the opposite approach we mm-hmm. we are the darkness to their light, and we like yes. to bring up the thing we hate most in wrestling this week and i actually now remembered i have a twofer so I remember what oh, it shit. was two weeks ago. Remember I told you there was something. I can't remember what it was. Well, now I remember yeah. what it is. Do you remember? Hey, kids, do you remember Joey Ryan? Hmm. Does anyone really vaguely? I, I took infamously one of the first things I ever did in wrestling of note was I took the dick flip from Joey Ryan. And now you can't even talk about right. that because of the implication. Well, Joey Ryan, yes. not only did he get fired from a fucking Disney World of all places recently when they found <laughs> out who he was. He was on the Jungle Cruise. He was on the Jungle Cruise. I found out this motherfucker had an off uh, one-man show, also off-Broadway, I guess you could say, that was also (laughs) canceled when they found out who Joey Ryan was. Do you want to know? Do you know what the... I hate this. Do you know what the name of his one-man show was called? Oh, you said you hated it in such a way that I know it's got to be bad, but because it's so bad, I now can't make myself think. What's it called? It's oh my god! It's called "If These Balls Could Talk: The Rise god. and Fall of Joey Ryan's Penis." And see, 
see, if he hadn't actually been a piece of shit, that'd this be funny. Stuff would be hilarious. That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. That's a great title. If these if balls could talk. you're not actually a sexual predator. predator right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and to take sexual predator uh, joyride, which I think is his new gimmick, that's what he's on the end. He's as sexual, <laughs> the sexual predator. <laughs> and to give him a one man show called If These Balls Could Talk. It's- it's just that SNL sketch with Will Forte and John Hamm. <laughs> just yeah, but couldn't you sign these papers? <laughs> just oh, so that's except the, once again, those guys are funny because right. they're not actually predators. That's what makes mm. the joke funny. Um, the, the other part of it, the one for this week, so that was two weeks ago. I wanted to make up for lost time. This week's though, and yeah. I truly hate this. And I, I, I cannot stress you enough how much I hate this. I was watching Raw because I've actually watched Raw for the past two weeks and I've been yeah, thoroughly same. entertained. It's been good. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. That's I, like the main story tonight. <laughs> right. And I can't help but notice the fucking what chance are there still. It's not that they ever went away, but there, Ooh, there was boy. a time when I felt like it was less and people are still doing it. I don't understand. I don't understand the what chance. I will never forgive Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. for introducing. Even he said he is sad. He introduced these fucking things because what yeah. it does, if you have someone who's cutting a promo and you're just wetting them every chance you get, you're shitting all over the hard work that they're doing. You're shitting all over that wrestler. And for some people, I get it because you think it's funny because you don't like them. Like, you know, Liv Morgan does it. The crowd what's her because she's young and green and all that. But then you have somebody like Bailey or Damian Priest, people that are, are a little bit more established and you're wetting all over their promos. You're like stoic. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It ruins the good moment. It's not funny. It's not funny. No. It's not entertaining. They're just entertaining themselves. And we've said it. You've yes. said it since day fucking one on this Famously, show. What did you say? I The worst thing about wrestling is the fans. You know yeah. what's funny is that's going to segue directly into my most hated oh, thing okay. uh, of the week. Right. Only in a, in a very uh, different sort of way. But it does kind of... Actually, I guess it kind of melds those two things. Horrible fans and uh, sexual awkwardness. Uh, because I, I don't know if you saw the, the Sasha photos. Banks and Naomi <laughs> pictures um, from from the... So Sasha Banks and Naomi infamously were at a... a not infamously, that makes it sound bad. Famously were at a, a big convention yeah. over the weekend. Um, and they, they took pictures with folks and there was a lot of made about that. There was one uh, with Dan Housen, which is pretty great. He's in full makeup and everything. It's just him and Sasha Banks. Um, and... There were some some I don't want to say leaked, but some people said that their photos were a little different. It was some dudes who were like had massive space in between them uh, and Sasha and Naomi, or at least Sasha in particular. And oh boy, the the male contingent of the wrestling uh, community, a bunch of them anyway, just went ape shit over this on the internet. How dare they charge a hundred plus dollars for a picture and not even allow us to stand near them? And then a little beacon, a little light in the darkness said, well, probably because of dumb shit like this, uh, which then follows with the picture that I sent to the group chat, a collage of mm, pictures. The prom photos. Of, it's, oh, my God. It's uh, it's Alexa Bliss. It's Bailey. It's Paige. It's... Um, oh, hold on one second. Wait, oh, you have, wait hold that thought. You got to take the shot. It's shot time. Yeah, do the thing. Uh, Becky Lynch is the <laughs> other one I was thinking. Cause she is, she oh. is famously the most uncomfortable. It's like you said, it's the prom or the homecoming pictures where they are, the dudes are behind them. They have their arms around them. They're yeah. leaned in way too close and uncomfortably. No, you are not entitled to this unless it says explicitly in some contract for a picture that you can do that. No. And the whole like, well, they could have told him to stop. 
doesn't work that well either, does it? I, I don't. Uh, to, to 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 add to that, I've never understood the desire to take a picture that way. Why with a stranger. would you want that? Yeah. Yeah, that's awkward, dude. It, it's awkward. That enough is for, not okay. It's awkward enough for me when I see the picture of the guy standing with the girl and he's got like his hand on her back. I hate that too. Yeah, I no. hate I hate any inappropriate no. touching. You may remember famously Taylor Swift sued a DJ because they took a picture together like that and he had his hand yeah. on her back and then he put his hand up her skirt and like squeezed her butt. Yeah, Taylor no. fucking Swift. So yeah. trying to take fucking prom photos with the girls you think are cute and wrestling is embarrassing. Yeah. I would see a photo it's of him like that. Okay. I'd kick my own ass. I'd be that bird. I'd be that little <laughs> chick. If the the one and only time any of this works out is if they do it. If yeah. they do something, then and, and of course if that makes you uncomfortable, then you have every right to do exactly all the other stuff that you said. Hey, please don't do that, right. etc. But like, if you're paying for a photo op with them and they do something, they put their arm around you or whatever, that's okay. Yeah. You're in no position to demand anything other than literally stand nearby while we take a picture. I've I've legitimately I'm not going to name names, but I've had people ask me for photos in wrestling girls yeah. and they want to like cuddle up to me when we do it and that makes me uncomfortable yeah. and I decline nope. and I give them the classic wrestling nope. photo of me <laughs> clenching my fist looking like a wrestler yeah. you know uh, I, I did bad. a similar thing when I was in radio I mean I had a handful of times that people wanted to take a picture with me and I was like yep come on over and stand beside me yes yeah. this, this is this is where it ends as pictures are taken like into you know the picture yes but that's yeah. where that ends do not throw your hands around me do not touch me not okay. No. Not okay with any of that. And I don't care if they're attractive um, or not. Like it doesn't. That's not the point. It's. it's I think. You know, people say like, "Oh, it's because these guys are awkward. They're nerds. They're overweight or whatever." It could no. be fucking Jason Momoa. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, right. it, 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 Kate Upton. If I didn't know her, it could be like, "Let me, you know, grab on you while we take a picture," and I would say, "No, no, thank you." Yeah, that's well, weird. Kate Upton. Come on. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> what is the, the come on one? will you stop oh <laughs> um i do think my favorite response to any of this though was some guy actually tried to argue when the danhausen picture came out look well, well, let, she let danhausen stand near her and somebody goes yeah you recognize that uh sasha banks knows what she's doing there right danhausen is married to a black woman danhausen is married to a woman of color danhausen got invited to the cookout a long time ago you did not <laughs> You are not allowed. This is and notice too. They're only standing beside each other in the picture. Danhausen is He's doing the famous her. like yeah. the curt kind of pose. Right. He's in the makeup. He's doing the face. Like right. yeah, they're not even touching in that picture. So no, you're in no position to request or acquire any of that. No, and it's it's embarrassing. Real. It's embarrassing. The only yes. re- wrestling fandom is only second to maybe anime fandom to me when it comes to embarrassment. Because yep. I, I, you know, I've been to Lindsay is a prolific anime lover, and I've attended many uh, a convention with her because she has a table and she's selling stuff, and I'm helping her with it. And yep. you know, the, the level of cringe there is a little uh. bit higher to me than wrestling. But wrestling can be just as bad because at least the anime people they're cringy. The wrestling fans are cringy and loud and like <laughs> cur- cursing and all that other shit. So yeah, I agree with yep. you, man. What a week for embarrassment in wrestling. But there was some good stuff in wrestling this week. And yes. one thing that it is not is we were talking about AEW because we're going to talk a lot about WWE tonight. And Hunter said, uh, you know, has AEW done anything? I feel like I haven't heard from them forever. That's because WWE is so hot right now. However, yes. I did see that Parker Bord- Boudreaux, I guess is his name. Boudreaux. Boudreaux, I think. He is making his AEW debut on Rampage uh, going against Sunny Kiss because that's what you want to do to Sunny Kiss is have her destroyed 
Or yeah, no. What? 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 I don't know. I lost myself there for a second. Um, I Sunny you browned K- out momentarily there. Sunny Kiss has not been on the show in so long, and yeah. this is a way that you bring them back is have them get destroyed by this yeah. this fake ass Brock Lesnar, and I don't know. It's just a bad look to me. It's just a bad look. But yeah, I like I said, I I kind of feel bad because as soon as WWE got interesting again to me, which of course was in the wake of the Vince McMahon exit, right. um, AEW, there it is. I didn't I didn't want to hit AEW with the Andy from Toy Story. Like I don't want to <laughs> play with you anymore. <laughs> but there is there is part of me that's like you know okay, Punk finally apparently is back, which is is good news. That just happened tonight. Um, that'll that'll bring me back into the fold. But I, the interim champion thing never really works for me. No. John Moxley didn't really feel like a champion. Uh, I feel like they gave it to him because he was the safe option. He'd been right. champion before. He's part of a major stable. Um, but you know, you got him going against Chris Jericho. I also don't give a shit if Chris Jericho ends up being champion. I don't. I, give I'm sorry, a man. Shit I don't about care. Chris Jericho. The last yeah, time I done. cared about Chris Jericho was when he just reheated microwave <laughs> leftover goods. At this point, man, when Jesse Ventura burned his ass, that was the last time I cared about Chris Jericho. I, yeah, I think you know what I'm saying, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Omaha right steaks. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know, man. There just, there just hasn't been a lot that has got my attention there lately. They're they're doing the thing with Paige and the Bucks, maybe getting back together. Yeah, I I'm I I'm, I'm like you in the sense that I've never really been big on the Bucks. I like Hangman Page quite a bit. Yeah, uh, but the Young Bucks, they they're they're talented in the ring. They do nothing for me, and in terms well, of personality, I I also so, I think it's the fact that like. Over on WWE, they're really changing things up. We're gonna talk so about much. Some, yeah, we're gonna talk about some of the debuts and re-debuts um, here in the yeah. past couple of weeks. But on AEW, you know, they're saying, "Oh, well, hey, look, the Bucks and Hangman are getting back together," and it just it feels rehashed. It feels like okay, yep. we've, we've been there before, Same-y. yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's only been about three years. But right, this is the problem I think when you have that core group of guys that you base the show around in the Bucks yep. and Paige and you know, to be fair, Cody and uh, Omega. Now, anything that involves them as a group just feels like a rehash. Um, uh-huh. It's sad that the the mo- and Jim Cornette says it, and I don't want to agree with Jim Cornette on this, but I kind of do that. The most interesting parts of AEW are the parts that were never AEW, like Punk and Brian Danielson, Christian and people Cage, like that. Christian Cage um, has been on fire with this whole thing with Jungle Boy and all that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think uh, lately, at least. Not always. That's not always been the case. You know, Paige was doing an incredible job there for a while as champion. Right. And honestly, there's a part of me that wishes that that had lasted longer. As as much as I like Punk and as much as I'm excited to see what he can do with the title once he's, you know, back to full health, even if that is now. Um, it was nice seeing a guy who, you know, was an organic star from start to finish for them exclusively be the guy. But right now, at the very least, it feels like AEW is in one of those those uh, eras, one of those waves of the, all the most interesting stuff that's happening to you is on the backs of people who built their careers elsewhere. Right. And that's TNA had this problem, too, occasionally, you know, when you when you had guys like the main event mafia running wild and it was, you know, Kurt Angle, Sting, Booker Scott T. Steiner, Booker T, guys who were, you know, huge elsewhere and then had almost nothing to do with TNA until, you know, after the fact. So yeah, but WWE has, has been on that crazy resurgence. Page reminds me a lot of he's like to me he's like AEW's AJ Styles he's that homegrown yeah. talent that really big dude yep. that 
I didn't know a lot about him. I know Dalton had Dalton showed me a lot of like being the elite. He, you know, he he got me to watch a lot of that right. stuff because I knew the Bucks. I knew Omega. Obviously, I, I've actually liked Omega for a long, long time. But I didn't really know much about Hangman Page. So you know, Dalton yeah. opened my eyes to a lot of these guys. Um, and I think Page is kind of like the outsider of the group where he's in it, but he feels the freshest. So I think yeah. his title run really did a lot for me. And now you've got, obviously, Punk with it, which is fine. You know, Punk came back. It's one of the biggest stories in wrestling history. Uh, Moxley's got it right now. It's going to be a fantastic match, I think. But compared to what WWE is doing, you know, like AEW is showing you, it. <laughs> it's, it's that Simpsons thing where you're running towards that Lisa Lionheart doll. But then all of a sudden... <laughs> Malibu Stacy's got a new hat. She's got a new hat. It's a new hat. <laughs> but she's got a new hat. It's just smithers off to the side. Because a, a lot yeah. of WWE is the same. Like I watched Raw back to, uh, the past few weeks, and like not a lot of it is super different. Even and Cornette again mentioned this. I do listen to Jim Cornette. In all honesty, I won't lie. Um, yeah, I don't agree with everything, but I listen to him. He's very sure. But he's, yeah. he talks about how, you know, not you could definitely see the winds of change or, or feel the winds of change, but it's still the same show for the most part. And it is. Uh, there are definitely well, improvements everywhere. But right. But it, it's just it's those little changes that make it feel so fresh. You put a new hat on Malibu Stacy, It's a whole new figure, you know. And we we honestly did not think that it was going to happen this fast either. Right. I think that's a big change. So two weeks ago when we did this show, it was right before SummerSlam, right? We yeah. were just hearing that Triple H was taking over creative, that he was going to be – or no, it was just after. It was just after was just SummerSlam, after. if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. So Triple H had taken over creative. You could see a little bit of that in the return of uh, Bailey with uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai as her, her team. Um we, we really beyond that didn't get a whole lot then stop playing no, i have to do we it. really didn't get that uh a whole lot of 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 you know clearly triple h influence stuff outside of that but then you have two raws in and basically his foot hit the gas man yes. he, he dropped a lead foot on the pedal and he's not letting up anytime soon you get a huge resurgence with the united states title all mm-hmm. the attention that's been ta- paid to it the video packages the mentions of previous holders like guys like harley race harley and race Rhodes. Yeah. um you get a ton of attention paid to titles in general. I mean, for that title, they basically had a mini tournament, t- tournament, two triple threat matches, a qualifying match, an actual you know title match. A week later, it was delayed a little bit, so that made it feel even more special. Uh, they're starting a women's tag title tournament, the first time those belts have even been mentioned since Sasha and Naomi went on hiatus. <laughs> wink, uh, wink. <laughs> yeah, the the presentation, like you said, just feels fresher. There's a lot of yeah. matches that are just really good matches. You can tell people have had the reins yeah. sort of let loose so they can do what they want to. Longer matches. Um, there was a match between Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable on Raw this past week yeah. that wasn't for any title or anything in particular, but Dolph Ziggler's from Cleveland where they were. They positioned him as a face. They put him against Gable, and the two of them got to go for like, like 12 minutes, I think. It was a fairly long match by Raw standards. When it's effectively for nothing, it didn't yeah. mean any anything in terms of title contention or anything. It was just a good, technical, well wrestled match, and it was a lot of fun. Promos, the promos feel are like yeah. this. Yeah. Yes, oh my god! Listening to people talk, um, you know, I did. I did note that Drew McIntyre had the the tape taken off his mouth, and in four seconds, the first thing he came up with was tribal queef. Stop. Um, oh no. <laughs> but no. but still, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's I, I still guys feel, being able to let their personalities come through I, and be themselves. I, I think it's still scripted to a point, though, because I did watch the Bailey oh, no, promo sure. on Raw, and like, yeah, 
it was just it was still kind of awkward. I think it went on too long. The Bailey promo yeah. on Raw with Dakota yeah. with uh, with EO Sky and Dakota Sky. Yeah, I know I said it. <laughs> yeah, wrong. I, know I said it wrong. <laughs> but it's still but in those moments like the the Bailey thing. The yeah, I know I said it wrong. It's little things like yeah. that. That's that shine right there. That's that gives right. it that extra bit of personality, which is fantastic. Uh, Chad Gable coming to the ring and cutting a promo. You know, Shoosh. he's great. It's it's fun, <laughs> and that's that's the big thing. Is like Raw and WWE in general right now feels fun on on smackdown and we're kind of jumping around here a little bit but on smackdown i never thought carrie and cross and scarlet bordeaux would come back but they did and they made a huge statement someone said triple h did more for for carrie and cross and scarlet bordeaux in five minutes than vince mcmahon did the entire raw run and that's true the entire time well scarlet in particular because she She was never there up there for any reason i i said this back then and i'll say it again you know I know you're a married man. You obviously have no eyes for anyone else. I, I 100% yeah. agree with you. But to the average man, to any man, you look at Scarlett Bordeaux, and if you're Vince McMahon, you see her, and you don't see money in her. Well, nobody would look at that package of the two of them and oh, go, yeah, he's the winner. Let's break them that's, apart. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah you, they're a package deal. You need the two of them as a package deal for either one of them really to, to get over to the potential that they want them to. Because that's what they and are. It, it they made are no sense to pull them apart like that. Right. Yeah. So that was that was the thing I kind of I don't want to say glossed over, but I was kind of saving into the to, to the last part of this, which is where we're at now um, in terms of Triple H led changes with him in charge of creative. It's the returns and it's yes. the people that he clearly trusts. So it's not just people coming back into the fold. Champ has been on Raw for a while now and working with the Miz, but who got the rub for the past two weeks? Not the Miz. It was Champa. Champa wins the Triple Threat. Champa wins the match against He's AJ legit. Styles. He's a made man. Champa goes very close to winning the United States title. He doesn't win. A Bobby Lashley looks like a world beater for doing it, yes. and you know gets his finisher over. But Champa takes him to the limit and gets very, very close to it. You it's, have to imagine coming out of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's going to look like a much bigger deal. Carrying Cross returns. We've got Dexter Loomis doing oh, the sneaky dude. thing on Raw. That whole thing was so weird okay. in the best way. So first off, I just want to reiterate this again. Carrying Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, after being right. you know pretty influential in NXT and then being a laughing yes. sock on Raw, in five yeah. minutes he became a top-tier talent. In yes. five minutes of just... He's now the number two heel on Raw. Yes. Or, I mean, SmackDown. SmackDown, sorry. From his attack on Drew McIntyre to Scarlet putting the the hourglass and turning it upside down and him doing... T- that is yeah. fucking brilliant. And then on, huge. on Raw, not just the Dexter Loomis thing itself, but I don't know if you noticed in other segments... They there were build-ups to There it. were build and no one said anything. Yes. You saw a car yeah. crash in the back. No one talked about it. Right. You know, it, that Paramedics is, running through the building. That's like security so running good. Through. Yeah. And you would see them just occasionally look. Like, it was in the middle of, I think, the Oscar and Alexa Bliss thing that came running through. Um, they went past Bailey and her team when AJ Styles came through there. But yeah, there was the car crash in the back. Uh, I did note that somebody mentioned that, you know, uh, Triple H immediately doing Triple H things. The most dangerous place in the building is no longer the apron of the ring. It's the parking lot (laughs) because at the performance center in NXT, (laughs) the parking lot is is just Samoa Joe infamously was like, we need more security, Regal. Like this is this is terrible. (laughs) Um, But I love that. It's such an attitude era thing. And then, okay, when we talk about people wanting the attitude era back, this is the kind of thing you should be looking for. It was back in the day when you were watching in the 90s, if there's one thing that I did enjoy, when, this was back when when uh, one of the big WWF taglines was anything can happen in the WWF, right? Yep. And they really meant that. Like at any moment they could bounce out of the parking lot and somebody be laid out, there would be a fight going on. Yes. Or they're out, you know, tussling in the – this is why all the wrestling games for the longest time, video games, had, you know, ways to fight in the, the crowd. Backstage area. And out yeah. into the concession, the yeah. backstage area, the parking lot, whatever. Um 
they're doing that now again. This is such an attitude era thing for him to carry over, and you can see, you know, he came up in that that style, and so now the building feels alive. People feel like they're they're back around doing things, making sense, uh, just stuff that would be happening while the show's going on. That's interesting, dude. It's um, it's like. The best way I can describe it to people that go, because, you know, at, at my job, you know, people don't really watch a lot of wrestling, but they are interested in what's happening because they've even heard about the Vince McMahon thing. And yeah. we're going to talk about Vince McMahon in just a second to cap it all off. But, um, you know, they asked me, so what's the difference now? And the best way I can describe it is it's like new Coke. You know, WWE was Coke for yeah. the longest time. Everyone loved it. But then they did something so bad that now that they've gone back to kind of how it was originally with the way things felt, it feels fresh yeah. and new again. You know, they got yes. rid of they got rid of new WWE. Now they're back to kind of how classic. It and it's fun. I'm having so yeah. much fun watching Raw. The characters Absolutely. are so good. You know, uh, Bobby Lashley is... I mean, that's a future Hall of Famer right there. That guy is so good, it's disgusting. Even people like Ziggler oh, feel important. I, I think we would be remiss if not mentioning, for the record, that there's some guys that clearly Triple H is not as interested in or curious about. Uh, number one like with who? the bullet is Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, and and yet again, it's actually really a good example of Triple H putting kind of his guys over or getting his guys back on track. Kevin Owens gets to come in and look like a world beater, too, because he walks into a match with Ezekiel, power bombs him on an ape and twice, tw- and twice and leaves the arena. He just murdered and him. just is like, I'm going to have time for this. I'm yeah. not interested in Which is, um, The is Ezekiel storyline is probably over. <laughs> Which kind of sucks, because I actually like the Ezekiel storyline. I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. I do, too. But, but I, I hope that this will lead to an actual ending, because at some point yes. in time it had to come to an end because Ezekiel okay to be fair that was the first time I'd actually sat and watched him like wrestle the presentation is silly he looks like some looks like odd a cross between Ultimate Warrior and Hugh Jackman which seems like it should be a good thing but it doesn't Ultimate um, Jackman yeah the Ultimate Jack okay well give me a minute I gotta change the name <laughs> of the group yet uh, but I love that Kevin Owens is getting back on track this is another right. guy who I asked a while back and go where the fuck is Kevin Owens? He's been sitting on the sidelines for how long? He's not injured, but creative has nothing for him. Well, now maybe they and, will again. And imagine this. Imagine two months from now of Kevin Owens has basically crippled Ezekiel. And two yeah. months from now, Elias comes back for vengeance against Kevin Owens. You take a goofy storyline sure. and you turn it into something legit. Like, Absolutely. And then you've got Elias back who, you know, I wasn't always a big fan of Elias, the character, because it was kind of samey. But at the same time, the dude was jacked. He was entertaining. This was a prospect right. for sure. Now you've got a storyline right. for him. Yes. And I think if anybody can make something like that work, I mean, Triple H made no, hey, no way Jose work for a while. Like, if he can, if he can mitigate Elias he'll working be in some way, yeah, that'd be interesting. I know that I read something with him on 411 a while ago where he said he felt more like a natural heel and that he wanted to do more heel work. I don't think that gimmick's going to work for it. No. But, you know, who knows? Dexter Loomis um, is back, which is fantastic. Dexter Loomis. And, 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 and oh, I love, we didn't even get to the end part of that. So there's all the little buildups to it. And then as AJ Styles is celebrating his win over The Miz in the main event, they just show Loomis getting arrested in the crowd and staring AJ down. And it just happens for a minute. The announcers barely mention it. And then that's the end of the show. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't do anything like the oh, guy's they, basically a serial killer. Like they, I love the idea that he's just operating in the shadows. They didn't do the thing that I hate when they do in WWE when a guy from NXT comes up, and they don't always do it, but when they did it, it drove me crazy. Is and, this who is that? Could it be who's that? <laughs> and then they don't know who it is. It's fucking Dexter Loomis. You know who it is. So right, the, the, he was on the show a night after from you, like <laughs> for a very long time. The the subtlety in WWE right now is really winning me over. I love yes. it. I'm I'm having so much fun watching WWE. 
WWE again. And I don't want it to end. I'm always afraid that if I praise it, next week it's going to be a shit show. And everybody's going to well, be like, well, the 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 honeymoon's over. <laughs> There's still a lot of hope for other people returning to. I know the biggest one right now that, that seems to be, uh, or the most commonly accepted, like, this is going to happen at some point, is Johnny Gargano. Yes. Well, um, even I will say ahead of this. Oh, yeah. The, the mention of yeah because uh yeah. he did his move and they i think they right. actually said yeah. diy the um the oh i i, I totally forgot uh, i was gonna mention this before i move on austin theory austin theory hasn't been on the show in two weeks shot clock i hate this, this, this fucking is, game this is money in the bank this is the mr money in the bank has not been on the show <laughs> in two weeks and I'm I'm a little curious to see if Triple H maybe thinks that he got you know a little ahead of himself and they're kind of holding him off for some time. I'm loading um, up another shot. This is shot number six. But uh, you must stop. You must stop. We got to end um, the show, man. <laughs> Gar- so okay. So Gargano seems to be the most commonly accepted. Yeah, he's coming back at some point. Now ahead of that, I will say Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae uh, had a baby mm-hmm. earlier this year. Congratulations. Uh, they're still within one year of, of parentage. I would not be surprised if they said, hey, give us a little bit before we even think about this. We want to stay home with our kid. We want to be able to raise him and at least get him adapted to the idea that we're going to be back and forth. And, and you know, maybe Candace doesn't come back. I don't know. Um, but here's what I thought. This is this is the way it was. It was presented to me with somebody saying that's just cold blooded, man. Uh, Triple H didn't call Johnny Gargano. Shawn Michaels did. Triple H got Shawn Michaels to call Gargano. And he knows good and well Shawn Michaels is like his mentor, right. is like his favorite wrestler of all time. They're like, man, that's cold. You sent the guy's hero after him. How's he supposed to say no to Shawn Michaels? <laughs> well, I think it's a whole new world in WWE right now. People that used yes. to be there are kicking themselves, probably wishing that they had waited a little bit longer. But nobody knew. And that's, nobody knew this well, was going to happen with Vince McMahon. No, of course not. That's something that's been mentioned a couple of times, too, I've noticed in discussions, is that one of the best things to come out of this is not just that the WWE product is better. Cause of course it's always good when wrestling is good. Right. Right. Um, it also is going, it's going to force AEW to have to elevate right there. Now. I mean, they're the number two promotion in the world right now below them in terms of, you know, televised time and stuff. At least in America. AEW is, yeah, yeah. AEW is going to have to elevate. It also gives guys options on places to go. You know, yeah. you don't like your lot in WWE. Go to AEW. Triple H is going to be the kind of guy who's going to look at you and say, I understand, man. Hopefully we can open something back up later on and we'll see what happens. And I'd like to think that we're going to see what I don't think we're ever going to see any crossover shows. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to get to that. Point. I, I disagree. I disagree. I, mean, I think at some point, maybe in the future, I, I, could, I don't know. I, don't I know. could completely see. I don't think they'll wrestle each other. But I could see a super card yeah. featuring AEW and WWE. I really can. I, I think Triple Maybe. I, it'll I be know. a while. It'll be a while, though. In, in, either way, that that is to me is still sort of the halcyon like dream, like the possibility yes. of what could happen. Yes. Um, but I do think what we are going to see is a lot more just geniality yeah. in wrestling. You're going to see, you know, guys in AEW going, "Hey, man, I was trying to get over in WWE. It didn't work, but I really liked their environment. Now that somebody else is in charge, you know, maybe I need to go back and, and check that Absolutely. out." Absolutely. Um, can you imagine if we see, now don't get me wrong, I don't think you're going to see the Undisputed Era coming back. Those guys seem pretty comfortable in AEW. But guys like that, Keith Lee, you know, yeah, he's tag team champion in AEW, but what if he decides, hey, you know what, this isn't really working for I'll me. Else, and yeah. Hunter and I worked really well together. I might pop back over there and, and give it a shot if they'll Absolutely. give me an opportunity. Absolutely. I um, love the idea that that's, you know, we really have never had that. WCW no. and WWE were always at odds. Right. WWE but and TNA were always years, at odds. it's been 20 years, man. It's been 20 yes. years since we had that. Yes. And 
it's it's no longer you know WWE is no longer the guilty pleasure. It's no longer the dirty word that you don't want to say in public. Right. Um, did you see Cat Dennings? Cat Dennings, fantastic actress, yeah. <laughs> said that she yeah. she was watching SummerSlam. Was into it, and then she was she tweeted and she's like, "Oh my god, I think I love WWE." And the fucking neckbeards <laughs> that came out and drove was like, "No, you need to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling." Shut the fuck up. Watch well, what you like. My favorite man. part of that is you know that she's I forget if she's married to I mean, she's with Andrew WK. I don't remember what the situation. Really, is. they're married, engaged, or whatever. I didn't yeah, know they're that. together. And somebody goes, "Oh my god, that dude just hit the jackpot!" Like <laughs> that, and they're wrestling now, and. <laughs> That's a, that's a lot of fun. Even Kat, if Cat yeah. Dennings supports it, then you can't not support it. Uh, before we get out of here, because we're we're at thirty minutes, and I'm like six shots in, and I'm starting to feel woozy. Yeah. I don't like yes. this game anymore. I got one more shot loaded no. up, so we got You're five minutes to finish this up. Um, Vince McMahon, I'm surprised yeah. I'm as coherent this as I am right Spectre's now. Still eaten. hanging over. Yeah, <laughs> they found another five million dollars at least in money that he paid yeah. out. They have to completely uh-huh. redo their earnings call now, Hunter. Can't do their quarterly report because they don't actually know where it's gone. Uh, I think my shit. favorite my favorite bit coming out of this has been well. Now we know why they uh, kept having to do those budget cuts and fire people because you know here they thought they had all this money. It turns <laughs> out five million dollars went to some paralegal thirteen floors down yeah. who Vince didn't want talking about how he did on her. And boy, the stories that have come out from this about how Vince, uh, not just the sexual escapades that he had, but the ones that he wanted. The fact that he split Miro and Lana up because he had the thing for Lana and he didn't think they should be together. Like, oh, it's disgusting. That he, made, that he made Lana and Ziggler practice kissing for that segment in front of him. Well, and and Angle and his daughter. Uh-huh, I was going to say, and then oh. it followed right into Kurt Angle. He said, you know, the time that I had to kiss Stephanie, like Vince was right there. It was very awkward. Shot clock. Last one, I hope to God. Oh, it has to be. It's got to be it. Yeah, uh, I think we're about to hear in the in the coming few years. Let's let's be honest. It's not going to be that long before Vince McMahon is gone. I mean, he's yes. got what at best probably twenty years left. I and that hope would be he like dies. best possible. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, From natural we're gonna causes. Start, we're going to start hearing a lot more. Uh, uh, dirt. We're going to start hearing a lot more about oh, yeah. the skeletons in the closet because he's no longer going to start. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was confirmed earlier this week, if I remember correctly, that like, you know, everyone said, okay, well, you know, he's going to be forced out, but he's still going to run everything from behind the scenes. No, he has no contact with the creative. He has no input on the storylines and he is literally just a majority shareholder and that's it. Yeah. Now, do they kind of have to keep him happy because of that? Sure. Of course. But yeah. really what's going to happen? Right. What, what really is going to make, if they do a good wrestling product and they make a bunch of money, that's all a shareholder is should care about. Yes. Whether you personally like what's happening on TV or not, if the audience likes it and they're paying money to see it, you're getting paid. And I think wrestling is entering a new renaissance for everybody. I hope so. Which is crazy. It's crazy to think that Triple H, the guy that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the internet wrestling community hated because he was too dominant. He he was the focus of everything. He only got where he was supposed to be because he fucked Stephanie McMahon. And now he is the fucking hero (laughs) of wrestling. I don't know if I told you this, and I promise this is a short story. But I when hope I so. Was at, when I'm... I was at South, <laughs> when I was at Southeast, um, and I took uh, it was the class is called EN140. It's an upper level English class, or not upper level, but it's like the the highest level main one that you have to take, like uh, uh, core core English class. I took it as a, what they call a first eight week class. So I had it every day in the week, Monday through Friday, uh, with a TA, with a guy who's like a, not a full fledged professor. Um, and, and it was basically just I needed to get this credit out of the way so I could get into the radio program. 
this guy gave us a very easy version of the class. Like I got out with a hundred percent, if not over, I don't remember if he had bonus stuff or whatever. So I never felt super proud of anything that I did in there. Uh, but one thing I did enjoy the very last project, he allowed us to write uh, an argumentative essay about anything we wanted, but it had to be at least, I think it was like five pages, which was fairly low key for a college class. I wrote 12 pages about how much triple H sucked about how bad he was for the wrestling industry. And you got to remember my freshman year of college, this was 2003 or four. I don't remember if I took this in the fall or the spring. So, I mean, it was at the height of, you know, people like you don't win world championships, Mm. triple H Mm. beating Booker T at WrestleMania being the main guy of evolution. Every show starting with a 30 minute triple H promo, uh, him never losing the title, building up stars around him just to make himself look good. It was at the height of this guy is the worst. Not just because I don't like him as a heel, because I don't like him as a person. He's a right. dickhead. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, to have this transformative thing, it was like the second he put on the suit and went, oh, I, I can't I can't be the star of the show anymore. Yeah. Well, time to figure out how to make all these other great people look like Dude, stars. It's it's that fucking hook. I, I, you and I are both fans of them and we hate it because of everything that came out. But the Max Landis thing, Max Landis is yes. wrestling. Isn't, you know, uh, was it wrestling? Isn't wrestling, wrestling. Isn't wrestling. Yeah. Uh, the story of triple H. It's such a good character, you know, focus. Yes. And it's absolutely true. Once triple H got out of the mindset of, I need to be the star. And he devoted himself to making the stars of tomorrow. turns out the dude is uh, spectacular. He's got a great yeah. eye for talent and, I'm Absolutely. I'm excited about the Triple H era. I really am. I yeah. I I am more excited for wrestling right now than I have been in a long time, which is great because we brought back pro wrestling and scripted. I'm right. dr- I'm <laughs> drinking now, so this is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> hey, really quick. You, your head is just moving, boy. Yeah, it is independent right now. I, I kind of wish it's like Michael Flatley's legs at Lord of the Dance. It's just uh, independent of the rest of your countenance. I wish I had eaten something before I had played this shot clock. Me game. too. <laughs> I don't like it. So before we get out of here, I do want to mention that uh, because we're going to cut it off there. We're going to yeah, we're going we to wait and we're going to see what Triple H brings to the table in the next couple of weeks. Right. I'm very excited about it. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. But I do want to mention really quick a uh, local promotion. Obviously, we've worked with CCW very very. Uh, exclusively in the past couple years. Tickets for CCW Inferno are on sale right now, capewrestling.com slash tickets. And the reason I bring it up, it ties into this, is because who else is going to, who's going to be in the show? None other than Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. They're going to be there yes. on August 27th. It's the maybe one of the last bookings that they've, uh, they've got. Uh, excuse me for just one second, Hunter. Shot clock. No, <laughs> that was it. God damn it, I hate this game. Um, they're going to be there get on some help. August 27th at Inferno. So get your tickets now. Capewrestling.com slash tickets. We're going to get out of here. Go play some ESO or pass yeah. out. We'll see what happens. Uh, Hunter, <laughs> thank you for joining me once again. Tomorrow, we got yes. an all-new PZ85 AD. We'll have a lot of fun on that. Yep. Last night, another kick-ass edition of Curse of Strahd. I thought it was a really strong mm-hmm. one. The horror elements of this is really starting to creep in really kicking in big time yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the best episode so far of curse of stride we've kind of worked out all the kings and the characters we figured out the mood uh cody is really getting running as, as a dm and just Absolutely. kind of figuring it out i will warn you in advance the show is kind of long and it's because our roles were terrible well Most except of us, anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and don't forget monday too we had a new arguably entertaining yeah uh, it was the first one since april you and steven argued the instant uh, the classic Xenomorse. 
the xenomorphs from Alien against the Thing, uh, and it's one that that spurred out of an organic conversation and just went wild. We're planning a new episode of that soon. Yes, I uh, should have a new I want to believe with you soon. We want to talk about the Midwest Conference on the Unknown from absolutely. last weekend. So absolutely, so much stuff coming up, and so much you can already it's, check out at Podzilla1985.com. Boy, it's fun being a Podzilla fan right now. I, I'm ex- I'm excited for the Discord era. I feel very light. <laughs> And I'm going to call it there. So here's the thing. If you were still doing these shows back in the studio, you couldn't get drunk like this. I, well, <laughs> Who not, would take you home? I'm not drunk. I'm just whimsy. I'm whimsical. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. That's what gonna, does that mean? That's going to do it for us. We'll see. I got, three, I got three minutes to end this before I got to take another shot. We're going to get out of here until tomorrow for PZ85 AD. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. We'll be back next week with an all-new Pro Wrestling Inscripted. For myself and Double H, we are out of here. We love you guys. Double H, take us out. Five-finger death punches, music for drunk Later. <laughs>